Hi, this is Rob Beardsley with Lone Star Capital, and today I wanted to share with you some thoughts about construction draws and how the speed of those construction draws can impact your returns and the implications on your partnership structure and how much float or cash that you need to have to be able to float those uh, periods in between the construction draws. So if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking about typically bridge loans that have a future funding component where they provide the capex necessary to implement your business plan. So for example, you might have a bridge lender who's providing you an 80% loan to purchase price loan, plus they'll finance 100% of your construction costs. And that $2 million construction budget, let's say, that they're going to provide is not just going to come up as a lump sum at closing. Instead, the lender's going to establish that reserve and then disperse funds from that construction reserve account as work is completed. Uh, there's some other nuances where the lender may be willing to issue a two-party check. So if you're hiring a general contractor to perform the work, they can issue that two-party check to you or the borrowing entity as well as to the contractor and then you can pay with that check directly to the contractor so you're actually not coming out of pocket for the work. So in the worst case scenario, right, you're going to have let's say $100,000 of work in a given month and you might have to put all that out as your personal cash outlay or the property entity as cash outlay and then wait to submit that draw request to the lender and then have it funded back to you and there might be a week, two weeks, or even two months before you get that reimbursement. So if all you have is that $100,000 to manage your construction process because you're relying on the lender, what that might do is it might create cash flow timing issues or shortfalls because if you're waiting on that draw to come back and it's taking an extra month, you might not be able to get started on future projects or you might be running low on operating cash flow altogether. So that's why if you are doing, let's say, construction in-house where, where we have projects where we do construction 100% in-house and we also have projects where we hire uh, general contractors and vendors to take care of the construction. So in the instance where we're doing all the construction in-house, having that drop process be a long process is very uh, cash flow intensive and it requires an expansion of our working capital, right? Whereas we could maybe get away with 100,000 of working capital and get the construction project done we might need 300,000 or half a million dollars working capital to be able to float the in-between from getting the draw requests in and then getting them funded. So if you are a sponsor who is doing construction in-house and you can't rely on a vendor's net 30 or net 60 or net 90 pay schedule where you can, you know, they'll do the work and then you could pay them once you get the draw or, you know, in 30, 60 days, right? In that situation, you're having essentially your vendors, your general contractors, who are going to handle that float on, on their end. And you don't have to worry about that cash flow working capital issue. Now, if you are doing it in-house, you're the contractor, you have to manage the float yourself. So, and there's a couple ways to go. Obviously, like I mentioned, you can simply just raise more cash and have more working capital on hand to be able to handle that process like I mentioned. Or you can rely on a bridge lender who can actually handle your draw requests in a much more timely fashion. See, there's a wide range of different types of bridge lenders that have different asset management capabilities. And there are some bridge lenders that you know, really pride themselves on being able to turn around their draw requests in let's say two weeks or even a week. And obviously if, if you're getting that sort of frequency where you're able to submit and be funded in a week's time, that really reduces your need for float. Conversely, if you're trying to again do a construction project in-house and you have a lender who is taking a month, two months, and not just the normal time they take, but maybe they have certain 
questions and protocols they have to go through in order to issue that draw disbursement and that can you know cause even more delays so even if you're getting your draw out and you're anticipating it to come back in 30 days if they ha come back with certain issues or they need to come on site and inspect the work done before they disperse right that just adds to the delays so that's where in my opinion the real importance comes uh, to finding a bridge lender to match your business plan, like I said, if you're doing construction in-house. And you might ask, well, why don't I always work with a bridge lender that's going to provide seven-day draws? And the answer is pricing. Right? So for that benefit, you're always going to pay more in an interest rate, typically speaking. So the, the argument could be made, though, let's say you're paying 25 or even 50 basis points more on the rate for the faster, more nimble bridge lender. You might be able to run the numbers and you know so this is just starting out as a video and later this may turn into an article with some you know data behind it and some scenario analysis but for now I'm just putting out my guess which is you know even if you're paying 50 basis points more on the rate and you're gonna have that bridge loan out for 24 months that might still end up being cheaper and work out to your benefit on an IRR basis because the working capital required of the deal is lower because you're paying more in interest, but you are getting draws faster, so you need less working capital. Those are my thoughts. Check out the upcoming analysis. Hopefully, I'll, I'll put together after this video, and I hope you enjoyed the video.